1: you haven't looked at the central standings in a while, and can't say that I blame you, but right now, tied atop the division are the Reds and the Brewers, both at 43 and 38. The third place team is the one that you follow. They're 38 and 42, which puts them four and a half games back before the All-Star break, coming off a sweep against a $270 million team. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins. Where you found this? Pirates 5, Padres 4, yesterday at PNC Park. This after San Diego had taken an early 4-0 lead and had Joe Musgrove pitching and pitching quite well for the visitors. I haven't had much positive to say about the offense in a long time and I think that's been fair. But on back-to-back days, you go and you beat Blake Snell and Musgrove and you know, you score a whole lot of runs in the process. Oh, and also you get a lot of that production from your younger guys, Henry Davis, extending his hitting streak to seven games by going three for four with two RBIs, including the winning hit in the seventh inning, the one that broke the 4-4 tie. Just a little cue shot in the shallow right field that brought Jack Sawinsky around after Jack had just made routine contact on a basically the equivalent of a swinging bunt. And Tim Hill, the San Diego lefty, threw it out into the Foul territory, and everybody went running around the bases and all this other stuff. Hey, hey, he put it in play. How many times have you seen the Pirates with guys It's second or third, less than two outs, and they can't even get a bat on it? Well, they they did that. Nick Gonzalez continuing to look comfortable, and it's shortstop, no less. You might remember way back when he was drafted that he was seen, he and I were joking about this after the game, which is why I'm bringing it up, as an SS-slash-2B guy. And Then over his time in the minors, that mostly became a 2B, but full credit to the Pirates for giving him a shot there. I'm, it's not to suggest he's some long-term shortstop. He's not, but he's been sound, and his bat's in the lineup, and he's demonstrating positional versatility, which every manager loves, no matter what your projection is. But here's the thing. He's young, he's promising, and he's here. And you can say that now about a handful of the guys that are in the lineup. Heck, you can say it about a handful of the guys that have just recently come up. Don't forget about Carmen Wojcicki coming into this bullpen and showing pretty good stuff. He gave up the one three-run homer that cost the Pirates dearly, but he's been comfortable. He's looked confident. And when you blend that in with Osvaldo Bido, for example, that's tonight's pitcher against Milwaukee. And how strong, uh, in control, he's looked in his first few major league starts. And then you see that Quinn Priester's coming around. Andy Rodriguez had three more hits yesterday. And look, while there aren't any more Henry Davises around, although Andy can really hit. You've got yourself a handful of new names, new faces, new attitudes. I think that's fair to say. I think we all could see over those first two weeks of June in particular, and maybe even going back to the first two weeks of May, that this this group had gotten worn. They'd gotten beaten down, particularly by the lack of offense. That some of that swagger and everything else, players talked about this openly themselves, had gone away. Well, that absence or fading of swagger sure didn't affect Henry when he was in AAA, right? Nope. He just kept right on raking, and he comes up here, and yeah, he goes through his own little, you know, what is all this, looking around the clubhouse. But then he starts doing what he's always done. And you're going to see more and more of that, I think, through the month of July. andy has been picked for the Futures game in Seattle. I have no doubt he'll go there and he'll partake in it. But I wouldn't be too surprised to see him come up right after that. Jason DeLay has just become a complete non-entity. And what you could do is bring up Andy, have him catch along with Austin Hedges. But far more important, have him hit, you know? And let me see, is there anybody else I'm forgetting? It's a, oh, yeah, that's right. You know what else? If I had told you back in, say, March, that the Pirates would go into a series in the final week of June against the Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, that whole crew, And they wouldn't have Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, or O'Neal Cruz. And that the Pirates would not only sweep them, but they'd thump them. Never mind what you'd think of San Diego, because we don't care about them. What would you think about what had happened from the Pittsburgh standpoint? Huh? You see where I'm getting at here? Look, Cruz isn't coming back anytime soon. He's throwing from 75 feet. As Todd Tomzik, the director of sports medicine, shared yesterday, he's not holding a bat, much less swinging one. He's not doing anything really other than trying to make sure that he's walking without any kind of limp. But there continues to be absolutely nobody, including Tomzik, even hinting that Cruz might not come back this season. So let's say that he does at some stage. Maybe even September if it isn't the projection, the original projection of August. If you try to put the lineup together with Reynolds, Hayes, Cruz, Kutch, Henry, Andy, Jack, I mean, you have to stick by Jack, don't you, Jack? A platoon of Carlos Santana. And G-Man Choi, some form, mostly just to get Carlos a spell, even though Carlos is looking really, really solid at the plate of late. And then, you know, the pitching is a separate discussion, obviously, but the pitching has been uh, encouraging, I think is the good word for it. If if you look over July, there's been a lot of really undeserved losses in particular by the young starters. You want to see the team move past that you want to see the team get to the point where well like yesterday Luis Ortiz was not at his best four and two thirds innings four runs two home runs didn't matter bullpen bailed him out offense bailed him out okay great go get him next time kid there's a lot of possibilities I'm not predicting anything I'm not getting to whatever over three games I'm saying that there are possibilities and a lot of them There's quality, but there's also quantity. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and j one q comes from Zane, who says, DK, the Pirates literally just went 1-12, and and they're still only five games out of first place. I might be delusional, but I'm still confident in this team. I think the Cardinals are toast. I think the Brewers might blow up. So out of the Pirates, the Reds, and the Cubs, I think the Pirates have the deepest team. I think it's only going to take 84 to 87 wins to take this division. So why not us? Well, I I just gave you a bunch of reasons at the end of the last segment there, Zane, uh, as, you know, to why not us and the positive standpoint. But the literal why not us meaning why not, would require me to do the opposite and to tell you all the things that could actually go wrong instead. But hey, you know what? You asked for it. So here it comes. I have no faith whatsoever in this hitting coach. As a result, I don't know that when you see a young player like a Henry Davis come up uh, or Nick Gonzalez or eventually Andy Rodriguez and they hit that inevitable first bump, The big leagues adjust to them. And now it's their turn to adjust to the big leagues. I don't believe they've got somebody who can help them address that. And I think that's going to be a problem in a three-month span. I also feel like when you're getting into a stretch drive, presuming that you're in an actual pennant race, that's when you need, not want, not wish for, but need your cruise types. You need cruise to be back. Oh, and what's more, you need cruise to be all the way back. Let's remember that just a clean bill of health doesn't mean that he'll instantly step between the lines and be magical again. He's going to need some time. He's got a very serious injury that he'll be coming off. So that's another one. The third one, And I just cited this as a positive, but because it involves young pitching, I'm gonna be just as, I guess, bold in my stance here in in stating that the young pitching could just just vanish because it's young pitching. What if Osvaldo Beto looks in the mirror and says, wow, I'm a 27-year-old call-up who's pitching great. What is this all about? What if uh, Luis Ortiz, Johan Oviedo, have similar experiences. We didn't think it was possible with Rowanzi Contreras, but that happened to Rowanzi. What if Rowanzi's back in the rotation and you're feeling uneasy about that? You see where I'm going here. Rich Hill's 43 years old. Can you really count on him to not miss a start the entire season? Mitch Keller, I put him in a different category. I think he's ascended to something else. But for the rest of the group, you know, there's a lot of ifs in there still. And in the opening segment, I gave you the good ifs, and here are some of the bad ones. But look, to go with the spirit of the way you asked the question, yeah, man, it's possible. It's possible. Partly because the division is down. I talked to a player, this was after the game yesterday, just chat and whatever, and they don't really see it any differently inside there. They know what the rest of the division is made up of. They know about everybody singing about the Reds right now in particular, but they don't look at the Reds and think, man, I wish we were those guys. They feel like they were those guys in April and that they can do it again. The Brewers are a little bit of a different case. Because the Brewers are supposed to have talent that has yet to really show consistently over the course of this summer. Other than those games up there in Milwaukee a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, again, that's what that's what this weekend is for. And that's part of the fun. There's fewer games inside your division now with the new Major League Baseball schedule format. So these games, they do become amplified. You don't see the Brewers 18 times a year anymore. When you get them head-to-head, man, those are big swings. you got to go for them. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today, all week long, all season long. We'll be back with a new episode on Monday.